Welcome to Recovery of My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Lots of readings today, so let's get to it. Uh, the first two come from Strengthening My Recovery, and the next two come from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. Taking a risk. Talking about our feelings is a risk. However, this is a risk worth taking because the rewards are great. Where is it safe to talk about our secret fears, our perceived shortcomings, and our doubts about our own sanity? Our higher power gave us a group of ACAs who listen to our feelings and do not judge us. My comments here is this still is probably this and the Big Red Book are probably the two most unbelievable things about this unbelievable program. You know, I can watch all the TED Talks in the world about, you know, the secret of, you know, getting shame is talking about it. You know, and it's like, yeah, people wish, you know, and, and I think it's Brian Brown and these are well-intentioned messages, but where do you talk about it? And in my experience, you can't even talk about it. In most 12-step programs, uh, you can't really even, you know, you got to be kind of cautious uh, of, you know, I've been to things like Tony Robbins and Landmark and stuff. And, you know, there's just definitely an or and a thing of get over yourself. And I think part of it is this you know, Western mentality, but I think part of it is a lot of people are in denial over childhood trauma. Um, so I just love the fact that, you know, if I am going to take a risk, it is going to be with uh, this program or people within this program. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, as a people pleaser, you might be afraid to even bring this up in therapy. So you know, I have to remind myself to show up more often here and take this risk because it's not, because there will it's almost like taking a bigger risk not to do this. And the way through to the light is through the darkness. And it's something that I can forget. Moving back to the reading, our ACA fellow travelers feel what we feel and share many of our same doubts and our often misguided perceptions. They do so without trying to fix us, without telling us to get over it. That's exactly what I was talking about. Their hands are outstretched to newcomers who take the risk of walking through the meeting doors to tell their secrets. It is very difficult not to believe in a higher power when we walk into the rooms of ACA and see the unconditional love we display to one another. Yeah, I think that was the other thing is, you know, I told my mom, I said, I'm so lucky that there's ACA. And she said, God put you there. And, uh, you know, it's difficult not to believe when that kind of stuff happens. The ability to share our feelings in this safe environment moves us toward the rewards of the program. We experience the miracle of learning to love ourselves. And it is truly a miracle. And we project a new image to the world. On this day, I know that in ACA, I can risk sharing my innermost feelings. They will be met with acceptance and love. Great reading, but I'm not surprised. Uh, the next reading also from Strengthening My Recovery, Unvoiced Pain. In acting out, I was screaming when I could not voice my pain. Many of us spent years drinking to numb our pain, eating for comfort, using drugs for escape, using sex while hoping for love, wow, or whatever worked for us. While some of us found other 12-step programs that helped us with our self-harming addictive behaviors, other of us may have lived life rotating from one behavior to another. We felt we needed something to help us separate ourselves from the pain, so we acted out as a way to avoid feeling in. As children, we went through so many tough experiences alone. We couldn't tell anyone what was happening or how we felt. We couldn't even admit that the craziness we observed was really occurring. No one would listen, or if they did, they would smooth it over with excuses or tell us there was something wrong with us for even saying it out loud. This is really, I mean, this is related to some of the comments that I made, you know, prior to the previous passage. As a result, these thoughts or words festered inside. 
We are now able to put a voice to our pain that can be heard by others in ACA. No one judges us for feeling the way that we do. Our true self is able to shine through without turning to our former addictions, our silent partners. You talk about the shame that comes from silent partners. And, you know, I would, I would put intellectualizing, reading, gossip, you know, um, you know, if the excuse is to make that our silent partner. Anyways, back. We are freeing ourselves from the guilt, shame, and loneliness of our past. On this day, if I feel the pull to act out, I will stay in the moment and try to find out what is triggering my reaction. And that's something that, you know, I pause because that's very, I'm going to read it one more time for myself. On this day, I will, if I feel the need to pull to act out, I will stay in the moment and try to find out what is triggering my reaction. I will use whatever ACA tools I need to in order to help myself. And the tools are affirmations and writing and non-dominant handwriting and, uh, you know, I mean, I could say feel my feelings, but what does that even mean? You know, um, picking up a phone call, texting, uh, sharing this. So, um, yeah, two for two, unbelievable readings. And uh, now moving on to the Melody Beatty aspect of this program. Accepting anger. Anger is one of the many profound effects life has on us. It's one of our emotions, and we're going to feel it when it comes our way or else repress it. If I were working a good program, I wouldn't get angry. If I were a great Christian, I wouldn't feel angry. If I were really using my affirmations about how happy I am, I wouldn't be angry. Those are old, I'm going to emphasize old messages that seduce us into not feeling again. Anger is a part of life. We need not dwell in it or seek it out, but we can't afford to ignore it. In recovery, we learn we can shamelessly feel all our feelings, including anger, and still take responsibility for what we do when we feel angry. Yeah, that's a that's a big clarification. Yes, it's okay to feel angry. And yes, it's very important to be responsible for what you do after you're angry and maybe try a different way. We don't have to let anger control us, but it is surely will if we prevent ourselves from feeling it. You know, I think this is the just the dangerous messages you get in society with the suppressing anger BS. Moving on, being grateful, being positive, being healthy does not mean we never feel angry. Being grateful, positive, and healthy means we feel angry when we need to. Today, I will let myself be angry if I need to. I can feel and release my emotions, including anger, constructively. I will be grateful for my anger and the things that it is trying to show me. I can feel and accept all my emotions without shame, and I can take responsibility for my actions. Man, a lot of rereading here today, but again, I can feel, and that's not here, it's below, pointing my head versus my body. I can feel and accept all emotions without shame, and I can take responsibility for my actions. The final reading, acting as if. The behavior we call acting as if can be a powerful recovery tool. Acting as if is a way to practice the positive. It's a positive form of pretending. It's like acting. It's a tool we use to get ourselves unstuck. It's a tool we make a conscious decision to use. Acting as if can be helpful when a feeling begins to control us. We make a conscious decision to act as if we feel fine and are going to be fine. Just reminds me of, you know, and I've read it in Tony Robbins and Landmark and the identity. I've read it in James Clear. It's like, who am I? And can you change that identity right away? Well, if you, for most of us who have critical parents, maybe difficult, but maybe if you go to some of these things and you just realize, well, I identify as a responsible person, you know, it's already more physiologically more empowering than the current identity, which 
you know, not boys could be, for example, I identify as a victim. So acting as if can be helpful when a feeling begins to control us. We make a conscious decision to act as if we feel fine and are going to be fine. When a problem plagues us, acting as if can help us get unstuck. We act as if the problem will be or already is solved. So we can go on with life, our life. Often acting as if we're detached will set the stage for detachment to come in and take over. There are many areas where acting as if combined with our recovery principles will set the stage for the reality we desire. We can act as if we love ourselves until we actually do begin to care for ourselves. We can act as if we have a right to say no until we believe we do. We don't pretend we have enough money to cover a check. We don't pretend an alcoholic's not drinking. This is an important delineation. We use acting as if as part of a recovery to set the stage for our new behaviors. We force ourselves through positive recovery behaviors, disregarding our doubts and fears until our feelings have time to catch up with our reality. Acting as if is a positive way to overcome fears, doubts, and low self-esteem. We do not have to lie. We do not have to be dishonest with ourselves. We open up to the positive possibilities of the future instead of limiting the future by today's feelings and circumstances. Acting as if helps us get past shaky ground and into solid territory. God, show me the areas where acting as if I could help set the stage for the reality I desire. Guide me as I use this powerful recovery tool to help create a better life and healthy relationships. And that concludes a very powerful, at least for me, and lots of messages, you know, the acting as if, um, you know, finding a safe and taking a risk. And maybe if you don't feel safe talking to a therapist, either take a risk and test it or find someone else. Um, the unvoiced pain, you know, kind of just really being with feelings and thinking of tools, you know, realizing not a child anymore. Um, the anger part, you know, accept it. I mean, by repressing it, it's never worked before. You really think it's going to work again um, and acting as if. So that concludes this episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Uh, my name is Kawan Saluja. Till next time, I'm reminding myself to Kawan, Lil Sonu, to pause because that is where God is, to feel my feelings and do something about it or don't. You know, one of the ACA slogans is don't just do something, sit there and be still and know. You know, it's a higher power can restore to clarity, as uh, Tony A would say. And to love myself. And that is a feeling that if you don't have, go around people that might love you until you love yourself. And the only place I've ever found is recovery rooms. Until next time.